Daily Dribble. Beautiful. We're back here with the Daily Dribble podcast. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet. I'm, I'm Roy Hancock. Joined by Roy, Roy Hancock after an extensive layoff once again. <laughs> but we have a third compadre joining us today, none other than the Jack Jumper's newest star recruit, Isaac White. A big thank you for joining us to today's show, mate. Of course, guys. Uh, very excited to be in here. Mate, it's, um, we were absolutely delighted with the news coming in a couple of weeks ago that you'd be joining us. How are you settling into things down here in Tassie? Yeah, it's been it's been pretty smooth um, given the circumstances so far. Uh, it's been this last week's been my first week where I've just stayed in Tassie the whole week. Um, yep. Obviously, I've had some NBL one commitments still with Ipswich, um, which have kind of been going on up until maybe a week ago from today. So it's kind of been very choppy. Um, yeah. A lot of moving in and out of hotels, different accommodation, but. I finally got my own apartment now, um, which I'm loving and Brilliant. got a good full week of practice behind me. So it's been good now. Excellent. Where have they set you up at there, mate? Uh, I've got a place in Battery Point. Oh, um, lovely. You would be very happy. Dangerous uh, as well, right near the strip there. Yeah, it, it's dangerous, but I'm uh, <laughs> I'm well behaved. Don't worry about no, it. But, okay. yeah, I've, I've had a walk around and uh, it looks beautiful so far. So I'm enjoying it. Oh, excellent, mate. And I guess with that, how how have, are things going with the squad at the minute? You're settling in well, the, you and the boys building that chemistry up. It's all it's all started off well for you? Yeah, it has. I think it's interesting because uh, obviously there's not many additions to last year's yeah. squad. Like mm. they have the same core uh, minus a few import changes. Like it's the same sort of group. So Absolutely. it's probably been a little bit tougher, I'd say, for me to kind of just jump into that as opposed to if everyone was new. But yep, with that sure. being said, like I do have um, some background with, with a couple of these guys and they're super warm and welcoming and stuff like that. So, um, you know, we've done a bunch of, you know, team building activities and excursions and obviously a bunch of basketball. So it's uh, it took a little while, but I'm good to go now. I'm loving we, it. We did notice that the other day uh, doing some awesome work, the club as a whole with, with major sponsors, Willie Smith and bulk nutrients there. How did you and uh, Big Josh Majek go there down in the uh, down in the warehouse? They put you to work. Yeah, um, just blue collar stuff, really. We were killing it. <laughs> yeah. um, obviously, they wanted to get a little advert out of it too, which I don't blame them for. But um, me and Majek were working as hard as ever. No, brilliant. And I think just for the club as a whole, you know what Scott Roth has brought in, installing that that team culture, that real real deep connection with Tassie. Um, it's it's wicked that you guys are doing things like that and. Um, yeah, awesome, awesome initiative. It's wicked for the sponsors, but mm. wicked just to see you guys kind of ingrain yourselves with Tassie because this team, uh, you know, this is year, year number two and it has completely engulfed the whole state. So it's wicked to see on basketball fans and non-basketball fans alike the impact you guys are having and something to be really, really proud of. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, they talk on it a lot, like having our bloodlines and making sure we yep. are kind of actively involved in the community. I think mm. it's already obviously paid off. Like we sold out all our games for the, for the following year, but like that's, that's by no mistake. Like we really yeah. are out obviously with sponsors, but also with schools and stuff like that. Yeah. Like that's something they really prioritize here. Um, and then in return, you kind of do get that sort of um, interest in the community and that sort Absolutely. of love for, for us and for basketball. So I think it's mutually beneficial for sure. 
100%. Do you think, Isaac, that that was part of the reason that you were sort of interested in coming down to Tassie? I guess as proud Tasmanians ourselves, we're always interested, particularly with our new recruits, to sort of understand why they may have wanted to come down to Tassie. We obviously love it, but we're also interested to know, I guess, why you might have been interested in coming down here. Was it the culture? Was it the you know change of scenery? It wasn't the weather, that's for sure. It can't be the can't be the Tassie winter, but um, you know what what. What attracted you to, to Tassie? Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's certainly not the temperatures, but uh, <laughs> the I think it's hard to tell from the outside looking in. Like you can see the culture pieces there, like you know the group and like basketball wise, they're super organized, super tight, and stuff like that. Mm. That's probably what attracted me. I've been kind of stunned. Like it's it's been a lot more uh, community based and a lot more professional than I I might have anticipated. Um, obviously I enjoy that aspect of it, but in terms of like what helped me make my decision, I'd say it was purely like the basketball piece. I like the system. They seem yep. to to run on the floor and just the culture of the basketball. Especially it should be with your, your skill set being known as that really almost like that, that replacement. Well, you are that replacement for Clint Stein or your ability to th- from three, having these imports come in, I um, saw Tristan Forsyth sign the other day, hopefully Will Magne coming in, being able to lock up in the paint. Mm. But with your ability and, you know, McVeigh as well, a couple of these other blokes from outside, it should really complement your skill set as well. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, that's something I noticed playing against them last year is like they're kind of role player sort of guys really thrive in this yep. environment. Uh, and that's at this point in my career, that's what I am. Um, and so I was really excited to, to kind of jump into that role and hopefully be able to produce them for the for the Jack Jumpers on the floor. Good man. Well, you're also interested, I guess, in being a part of something new. I know we've already had our inaugural season, but just the idea, I guess, from my perspective, I would think the idea of coming into a fairly new franchise with, you know, um, the chance to make history going forward as, you know, being a you know, pretty important reason as to why you might um, come down. Yeah, I think... I actually had conversations with Tazzy the, the previous year when they were building yeah. oh, their yeah. squad. So there's always been like a level of interest for sure. Um, I think probably the, the downside is they did so well last year that <laughs> you don't want to come in. The bar's there, isn't it? Yeah. The bar's set high. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, you, you're definitely right. Like a clean, a clean canvas is, is attractive and like everything's still so new and exciting. And obviously mm. like the community reflects that. Like they, they still love it and have that sort of enthusiasm that maybe all older and you know more historical clubs don't have absolutely yep mate so you've 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 come over from Illawarra now spent the last couple of seasons there what have been the biggest differences I guess you mentioned about the community how close we are down here but in terms of the the kind of the two operations so far have there been any big big glaring differences between the two franchises thus far um i'd say things here are probably a little more regimented like everything is super super organized which personally suits me i'm that kind that that kind of guy so i've loved it but i'd say things in illawarra were just a little more not not to a fault either just a little more casual um a little more laid back like we'd we'd work hard but it wouldn't be you know like go 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 every day whereas so far um and we do have a shorter preseason this year so it is a different a dynamic i guess mm. but everything here has been like super organized super intense um from the get-go so that's probably the the biggest difference i'd say um but in terms of like 
a similarity is probably just the culture piece. I really enjoyed my time in Illawarra. Yep. We had a super like tight knit, uh, tight knit group of guys, like a pretty young core too. And that's oh, something I've, I've really started to enjoy over here. Like a bunch of us just went down to the cafe on our off day yesterday and just chatted for hours. And then Brilliant. everyone stays back after practice and work. So yep. both are really good, like built on built on really good people. Um, and that's that's kind of like the most important thing for me. But um, probably just the the level of intensity and organization from the get-go is the, the biggest difference. And that's awesome because things like that, you know, coaches can help train shooting mechanics, you know, passing drills, everything else of the kind. Mm. But those those intangible pieces that kind of, you know, staying back after training, building that bond, um, if you've got that from the word go in a new squad that you've jumped into, that's, that's fantastic and really bodes well heading into the season, which is shaping up. I tell you what, the excitement levels here Tassie and nationally for this upcoming NBL season are off the charts. It's through the roof, isn't it? It's um, it's a really, really exciting time to be a basketball fan, especially in Tassie. Like you would have seen the other mm-hmm. week, how quickly those memberships went. That was just uh, there was there was a lot of disappointed people, but again, it just yeah. shows how the way you guys have galvanized this whole state. Absolutely, yeah, you're right. I mean, we're we're just as pumped as you guys are, I guess, and. Uh... Yeah, the memberships are obviously you know a really impressive statistic, but um, yeah, it's going to get moving from here on out. We got a trip, Absolutely. you know, in a week from now. We're going up to the north of the state, and then yep. uh, got the blitz a couple of weeks later, and then it's the season. So we got to get get ourselves nice and ready as soon as possible. Absolutely. So Isaac, Nick, Nick talked about I guess your transition between the Illawarra Hawks and down here in Tassie. You've also played college ball um, over in Cali. What do you think, now that you've experienced both the NBL and college bowling, Kelly, what do you think the main differences are between college bowl, I guess, and NBL over here? Do you, are there any major differences that you, that you notice? Yeah, I'd say uh, there are a few differences. For one, you're dealing in college, you're dealing with kids for the most part. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot more baking that goes on. Um, like kids are still trying to balance school. They're fresh out of home. Um, you know their egos aren't in check stuff like that so like yeah. there's a lot less uh, at the professional level there's a lot less like babysitting and, and minding like adolescent men um, yeah. whereas at the professional level it's kind of just like understood like you know what your job is you get it done if you step out of line there'll be a punishment but like everyone just kind of gets it done yep. and then I'd say from a from a basketball standpoint uh, it's more physical for sure not necessarily more athletic because Americans as we know are just super athletic more physical sure. though for sure and probably just a faster paced game because in the college level you've got the longer shot clock yeah. mm-hmm. um teams love to really set up their offense and run through it but the brand of basketball i played at illawarra and i seem to be playing now at, at tassie it's super fast paced yeah um you know get your stop and get out as fast as you can yep. so the differences yeah just as a matter of interest what did you study over over in the states when you were over there yeah, I did a sociology degree. So I did that. Oh, yep. took me three years to get that one done. Yep. Yeah, brilliant. Nice. Brilliant. So you got a pretty good read on people with oh, teammates and opposition then. <laughs> yeah, that's handy. You're yeah, playing the everyone, long game. Everyone works that. <laughs> yeah, everyone love that. that sure. Love that. I, I Just on that, though, the pathway, like we've, and I've spoken about it pretty extensively over the last couple of months, I, I really think it's phenomenal what the league is doing into being that that real legitimate pathway for these kind of younger athletes, these that, you know, a lot of players are foregoing the college route now and making that transition to the NBL. And look at LaMelo Ball, Josh Giddy, all these other big name, mm. high profile athletes, RJ Hampton, then making their push to the NBA. Um, 
it just kind of shows the growth and that pathway that the NBL is creating. And I, can, I yeah. truly, truly believe it certainly is outside of the NBA, one of the biggest professional leagues in the world. Um, and that growth is just continuing to soar. So again, wicked to be not only a part of a team that's growing, but part of such a, a, a league that the, the growth is just off the charts at the moment in every statistical category. Absolutely. Yeah. And like you look at the, uh, I'd say one of the biggest aspects is like the accessibility of the league. I think mm. um, obviously like there's arguments that the, the top European leagues are, are just as competitive, if not better, but the NBL is just so consumable. Like obviously it's English spoken. The media coverage is really good. And now, as you said, like you've got those younger players who are transitioning straight to the NBA. I think it's uh, growing rapidly to become like the most legitimate pathway to the NBA, which is super exciting for me. Mm. It's awesome to be as fans and for us as well as kind of content creators doing the podcast and everything else. It's just wicked because whether it be the NBA, the NBL, basketball, just globally, there's uh, there's never a shortage of, of action to tune into. The news is always flowing. So, um, you know, myself, I'm a huge, huge soccer fan. I play a huge fan of the AFL, pretty much every sport. As mm-hmm. much as we consume, we're a, a part of it all. But the NBL and mm-hmm. basketball as a whole, is there's just the content's, it's unparalleled, but I guess I guess speaking of that, for yourself, um, we've spoken to quite a few former players before or current players, um, and they've spoken yeah. about their journey through kind of youth, um, teenage years, playing other sports and having skills from them progress into their basketball career. Did you play mm-hmm. any other sports growing up? I did. I played AFL. Um, it was my sport until I was probably 13, 14. Um, I look was, like an on bowler. Yeah. You look like yeah, someone who'd be in the thick of it. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I loved it. That was my that was my that was my stuff for yeah my most of my childhood. Um, and something I'd say like one of the one of the skills I've definitely carried over is one my my physicality. Like I've noticed yeah. that um, mm-hmm. as I've transitioned to professional level, like I'm not really afraid to you know get in contests and stuff like that. So that that familiarity with like being hit and just being comfortable with being around bigger bodies and stuff like that has been beneficial. But also I think my, uh, my conditioning, every yep. team I've mm-hmm. gone to, I've been for sure one of the fittest and stuff like that. And I think that probably did come from just running around a footy over when I was young. Do you reckon that correlates? I'm just thinking, do you reckon that correlates with a lot of other Australian basketball players at the highest level? Like they may have played AFL or they may have yeah. played, you know, NRL or one of these other really physical sports that, you know, requires a lot of different, you know, physical attributes. Do you reckon that might be a reason why, you know, basketball down here is so physical? Yeah, I'd say so. I, I would say so because the way basketball is kind of trajected, like a lot of these kids who are now playing, it probably wasn't the biggest sport when they were younger. Yeah, like yeah. Yeah, I, I'd say like kids now, basketball is like, right up there with the other sports but i know when i was young basketball was still like a pretty minor sport in the country and so um you see a lot of guys who make the transition in their late teens and they're already so used to playing yeah, as you said rugby football mm. whatever it be where you're just hitting people um and that's probably a good thing to like to learn to adjust to be less physical it's probably a lot easier than i guess if you just grow up playing nothing but basketball and then all of a sudden you're with men where it's physical that's going to be a tough adjustment to kind of get oh, used yeah. to that um, but it is interesting for sure. I think uh, a lot of my friends in America who are particularly good with their feet and stuff like that played soccer. So yep. I'd say yep. like, um, I know if I were to you know, have a kid and I wanted him to be the next big thing in basketball, I'd definitely encourage him to 
play a bunch of sports when he's younger and just trying to develop like a well-rounded skill set and you know physicality and stuff like that absolutely like at that younger age building those key key motor skills and then being able to kind of refine it into a particular sport um just on the afl front now bro here's a sydney swans fan i'm a i'm a it's a huge day for me i'm a colton fan so this is a this is a massive day now our recent history um you spoke about your afl background there isaac who's your who's your team in the footy my team still is the Adelaide Crows. Yep. Um, yep. I used to be an absolute diehard. I'd be crying if they lost sort of thing. Yeah. These days, I, I will admit, I, I'll watch the occasional game. And if I'm in yep. Adelaide, I, I love going to a game. But yep. I'm not around it as much as I used to be, to be honest. I kind of know, know what's going on, but not as passionate. No, absolutely. No. Probably more so given the fact Adelaide is struggling a little bit at the minute. I'm sure they'll, you'll come yeah. out of the woodwork once they're back up the, uh, up the standings there. Yeah, I might have to get back involved, yeah. Good man. Now, mate, we're um, you know, we're we've been big fans of your work for the last couple of seasons. Always love the way you play the game with that intensity, with that real desire as a competitor. Um, that really resonates with us. Mm-hmm. For some of our listeners who might not be as familiar with your work in Illawarra, there, what can new new fans of yours expect from you on the court? Yeah, I'd say uh, I'd say defensively, um, kind of like another one of your own, like Jack Jumpers kind of have an identity of being physical and playing super hard, playing 94 feet Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. I expect, uh, you know, that will be my role on this team. Like you can see me up the floor, I guess, using my conditioning um, defensively. Um, I'd like to think I'm a bit of a pest. So I would be in in people's business and, and that sort of stuff. And then as I spoke on not being afraid of contact. So I love getting a rebounding, getting amongst it and stuff like that. So defensively, just a, a little demon running around. Um, <laughs> but offensively, I think obviously my shot's always going to be there. Um, I'd love to, you know, shoot it at a high percentage this year and stuff like that. So hopefully that's rolling for me. Um, but just also being a good good teammate, being a, a good yeah. off-ball cutter, stuff like that. I've been enjoying playing with Matt Kenyon these last yes. couple of weeks. Um, he's, a, he's an exceptional cutter. Jared Bairstow is an exceptional screener. So it's kind Another of it's really motivated me. Kenny as well. Oh, absolutely he is. Mm. But it's uh it's been motivating me to really hone in on my, you know, team basketball skills where I can be how I can affect the game without necessarily having the ball in my hand. So cutting, screening if I need to, yep. just stretching the floor, stuff like that. So just all the little all the little things that's gonna make the team better. I'm I'm bought in for that. Mate, that's awesome. And I tell you mm-hmm. what, if not already, um I know with ourselves you certainly are, but if not already, with a lot of fans out there, that is gonna uh, really endear them to you. That that defensive you know, that word you used, pest, we love it. We pride ourselves on that. And I think, you know, for as many incredible moments, massive shots as, you know, Josh Adams, Majette, all these other blokes had last year, mm. um, I think the biggest roars absolutely came from the defensive end. So certainly expect to hear some uh, some pretty over-the-top uh, chants for your name, I would imagine. We, we certainly can't wait to see that. No, I love that. I love that. Now, now, Isaac, this is probably going to be the hardest-hitting question of this entire interview, probably the most in-depth and analytical. We noticed that in the lead-up to games, you, you generally have a fresh trim on the go. You, yeah, I can see you've got the mullet hanging out the back there, which I love to see. That's, oh, yeah, that'll, that, that'll endear him, if anything. But can you explain the importance of having a fresh trim in the lead-up to a game and how that might correlate to performing at your optimum level? Yeah, no, it's, that's a really good question. Um, <laughs> I say, I mean, it all, it all, it all does start with the hair, doesn't it? Like, it does. if you if you look good up top, 
you feel fresh and crispy and uh, everything feels intact, I think that's kind of the first step in your organization. Um, Absolutely. I know I, I don't necessarily have a, have a cut before every game, but you know, I do, I do kind of stay on my weekly or fortnightly cuts. And then if not, I've just got a bit of, bit of wax in it to keep it in place. But I think uh, look good, feel good sort of situation. Um, my mullet's intact. I, I feel like I'm ready for the game. Simple yeah. as that. I love that. I'll tell you what, it's a show. We've, we had um, a couple of months ago, we had quite a, a long relationship with Manscaped um, mm, yeah. and all the, all oh, the good yeah. things they're doing as a brand. I'll tell you what, they're, um, I, you would be a perfect fit for their, uh, their growth down here in Australia. Is that uh, that face of the brand, I reckon? You know, looking good, feel good. Look, That's I'm key. You've, my agent. Mate, Expect a DM. You, you got mm. the slogan down pat already. Right, my DMs are open. I'm happy to hear it. <laughs> good man. That's awesome. That. Well, what we've got quickly, we've only got a couple of questions to go, but I wanted to pose something we do quite often with our guests. It's a bit of a rapid mm-hmm. fire round. Now, I've got a couple of quick questions here, kind of one word answers. Would love to just see where you take them. Easy. Let's do it. Country life or city life? City. Tomato sauce or barbecue? Neither. Oh, yeah, good. <laughs> Music or podcasts? Music. Comedy or horror movie? Horror. Ten pin bowling or at the golf driving range? Oh, that's a toughie. Driving range. So sandals or thongs? Thongs. MJ or LeBron? MJ. Beer or cider? Neither. Good. There you go. That's that's the answer we wanted. <laughs> and last one: game-winning shot or game-winning block? Shot blocks unrealistic. Yeah. <laughs> and I tell you what, just being able to, you can just see like. We've seen so many iconic moments, you know, Dwayne Wade standing up on the announcer's desk, all these, mm-hmm. all these kind of ways you could go with celebrating on a game-winning shot. Um, we certainly yeah. hope to see one play out this season. So if you can deliver, be sure to uh, have yeah. something ready to go. Big, uh, big celebration in store for us. Oh, you know I will. Yeah, Legend. think about it every day. <laughs> and, ju- and just lastly, Isaac, we like to ask our guests, our guests to finish, what pieces of advice would you have for young up-and-coming basketballers, particularly in Tasmania? We we often feel like we're left off the map, and sometimes we are, but young basketballers in particular, what kind of advice would you give them to sort of um, excel in, in their sport? Yeah, I think uh, one thing I've kind of noticed, like as becoming a professional basketball player, I'd say like there are so many highs and lows as, as an athlete, as a human and stuff like that. I'd say the utmost important thing is to enjoy what you do. So whether it is basketball or not, you've just got to be true to yourself and make sure you're really enjoying what you do. And then what stems from that is if you really enjoy it, don't be afraid to just pour everything into it and like, and work like it is your job. So like I'm reaping the benefits now. I wake up every day and live my dream. And instead of working in an office, which seems terrible to me, like I go and play basketball, that's because I put the work in. So I'd say, make sure you just enjoy what you do and then another kind of like tangent to that is you got to stick with it like everyone has their own pathway like we're still signing guys here in tassie um i'm not allowed to talk on it too much but like guys are still getting signed who it's their first nbl job at age 20 something like there are so many ways to the top um and so i think there's a lot of guys who just through sticking with it will be rewarded so they're my points mate we we love that and that's um 
you know, it, it seems to be a point that kind of resonates across kind of pro athletes mm. that we've had the chance to, to speak to that, you know, that, that perseverance is the key um, because mm. once you get to that professional level, for the most part, there's a little bit of discrepancies in skill level, but it's a lot tighter at the top. And what kind of takes sure. you over the line and gets you to that level is that that mental side of it. Um, so just hearing kind of your thoughts on that is is awesome. Absolutely. Guys, it has been an absolute privilege. We've been joined by none other than the Jack Jumpers' newest star recruit, Isaac White, on today's show. Mate, we are counting down the days to the next season tips off um, and can't wait to see what you can do on the court. As am I. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate you coming on, brother. All Thanks, the best Isaac. for the season. Thank you.